All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Hey, Sean. Hi, Priyanka. I'm noticing a different background for you. Yes, yes. You're at home. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, oh my God, it sounds so stupid. I, I was made fun of by one of my close friends. For calling this room a billiards room. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's very like 1920s of you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It sounds so out of touch. So it really, it's not really. A, it was a room where we stuck a pool table. Like we yeah. literally just threw a, 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 a crappy pool table. Now, are you a pool player, Sean? No, no. So I'm I, I, no. <laughs> so stupid. This is the story. This, By the way, so okay. I'm in my little, little home office. So we turned it into a little home office. Right. Of course. So because it was this years and years and years ago. And mm-hmm. then I, at some point I was like, well, you know, with the way the world works, I just need my laptop and on, my, on the kitchen counter. Yeah. You know, like I don't need to, or the kitchen table. I'll just right. go there. What do I need this room for? I don't need this. Mm-hmm. So we used it for like storage. We stuck a pool table in it. It was just like a all purpose, like storage room. Mm-hmm. I would wrap Christmas present, like whatever. There's just shit yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. Then COVID hit, blah, blah, blah. And then me and you started doing the show. And then, so the dining room right. table became like a podcast yes. room. Right. And then the kitchen became office stuff. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, why don't we turn the office back into an office? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's here what we you did. are. Here we three are. That was years a long, later. long story. <laughs> yeah. Because if you do your work in your kitchen, do you ever yeah. feel like it's invading your personal life? Yes. Yeah. I like having yeah. a little bit of separation as yeah, well. So, so that's what this is. And when we would sit down to eat dinner or lunch or whatever, and we like if we ever use the dining room, which we don't we don't use a lot, but uh-huh. we would be eating around the podcast equipment. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I was like, well, this so is there's so dumb. like ketchup on your mic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and I love your shirt. It says tacos on it. Tacos and what's the bottom? Tacos and cervezas. How right. nice. Right. How appropriate. <laughs> I I have a shirt that says bacon and beer on it. So it's pretty yeah. close. I should have worn that. <laughs> Did you really have one that says bacon and beer? Yeah, I once emceed this event at Levi Stadium. It was mm-hmm. the bacon and beer expose. And wow. it was all day and they had bacon and beer. That's all they served. And it was actually really fun. And at one wow. point in the emceeing, I dressed up in a bacon costume, which was also really fun. That was an amazing experience hosting that event. By the way, I've always wondered this about you. I don't know why I just thought of this. You, do you speak Hindu? First of all, it's Hindi. Hindi. Do you speak Hindi? Hindi? Hey, um, I am really, do you speak, really... Do you speak United States? Yeah, exactly. It's like, do you speak Christianity? Um, uh, my Hindi, Hindi is terrible. My Hindi is embarrassing. Like, anytime I speak Hindi, people laugh. And really? I've actually done a bit on stage about my crappy Hindi. Like, I did... I spoke in Hindi and it was, it's literally material on stage. It's really embarrassing. Yes. The reason I ask is because is there a language you've always wanted to like learn? Because, you know, I took span- four years in sp- of Spanish. Oh, okay. In Are, high you school. Speak Spanish? I, un poco. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I took four years in high school and I took, and then in college, you can, you know, it's, 
elective, you know, one of those things. So yeah. it's like, oh, I'll just take Spanish again. Yeah, like, yeah, obviously. A- and yeah. act like I never took it. Yeah. So I kind of whizzed by, like, you know, <laughs> Spanish 101, like freshman year in college. Uh-huh. And, um, but, you know, if you don't use it like anything in the world, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, you forget. But I don't know. I think it's really cool to speak any language. You know, Spanish or Latin is really, really great. Or I've always thought, like, German is super, like, cool oh, sounding. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, everybody loves French. But, you know, right. I, any language. Any language. By the way, I would love to get a hang of the uh, English language first. I anyway. know. Why don't we start with the basics? Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm fluent in Spanish. My you Spanish, are? Yeah. Wait, did yeah, we never I, talk about this? No, I don't think we've ever like talked about this. Oh my God, speak to me in Spanish. Pero, pero I'll speak back. Puedo hablar completamente en español si quieres. Eh, uh, estudié en universidad en España okay. por un ratito cuando estaba en, en uh, universidad. Okay, so you studied you studied Spanish. I'll speak it if you want. Is what you said. Uh, right? Yeah, I studied I studied uh, Spanish when I was in university. Uh, yeah. Part of college. Got that. And then um, what did you say after that? You said si quiero if you want. Mm, uh, if I yeah, want. like if you want, if you want me to speak Spanish, um, pues si si quieres podemos hacer toda la entrevista en español. Uh, pero... Who are you? <laughs> Who are you right now? That is so cool. <laughs> I've done, Sean. I've done voiceover work in Spanish. Spanish? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Why do you know it so well? Well, I think growing up in California, it's. Yeah. You know, the schooling system. But I was a Spanish minor in college and I studied abroad in Spain. Clown school. And well, no. Spain clown school. Spanish clown school. This is just part of the, the, just the clowning prerequisite. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I think in high school, I literally was clowning around. I didn't take it seriously. And so I... I don't even think I I really did well. Well, I have to tell you, that is the coolest thing ever. When you can just like, it is, it really is. It's like when you can just switch languages in your brain like that. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty handy. It's very handy. So the obvious question everybody asks, do you dream in Spanish? You know, there was a little itty bitty period when I was studying abroad that I started to dream in Spanish. Yeah. But no, most of my dreams are, most of my dreams are nonverbal. Most of my nightmares, you mean nightmares. (laughs) Do I nightmare in Spanish? (laughs) I I would often dream about Spaniards, but not Spanish. Oh, man. But you know who isn't Spanish? (laughs) Who isn't Spanish and is a dream. (laughs) And just a complete, complete dream. A complete dream is Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt today, yes. How funny is she? I'm assuming you're friends with her. You know her well. I don't not? know her well, but I, okay. she is a friend. I, I'm not like, you know, we don't hang out every you're day. You're not BFF, but, yeah. but yeah. You, you know of each other. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, she's Beautiful. Hysterical. Yeah, I can't wait to talk to her today. You know what is so crazy is like, you know, that famous uh, thing that she did was like, and we're walking, and we're walking. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was yeah, a yeah, tour yeah. Guide. What, she was a tour guide. It, it, it was from a movie, Dave, with Kevin Klein and Sigourney Weaver, where Kevin Klein plays the president's dead and he looks exactly like him. So he pretends uh-huh. to be the president. Anyway, right. it's one of my favorite movies. And Bonnie, anyway, I'm going to talk to her about that. Bonnie I know. Hunt, like I created that. She created that funny thing that we now, and, and I'm talking and yeah. we're walking, you know, whatever that is like that cadence. Yeah. She, she like invented that. Yeah. So she cool. coined that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I loved her in all these other films too, like Jumanji and yes. uh, Monsters Inc. Uh, Monsters yeah, University, which I was Oh, that's also true. In. You were yes. in that too. Yes. 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 <laughs> and we're saying yes. And we're saying I'm yes. I'm saying yes. And we're listing credits and we're moving on. All right. So before we get to uh, the glamorous, amazing Bonnie Hunt, let's hear it from our listeners. This first one is from someone named Dawn. 
Hi, Sean. This is Dawn from Pennsylvania. When I was in high school, I started getting these crazy headaches that happened only on one side of my head. It usually was centered behind my eye, and the only way I felt like I could get relief was to take my hand and, and press the palm of my hand into my eye. I, I oh, felt wow. like it would almost be better if I could just push my eye into the back of my skull. Mm. These headaches happened over a course of about eight weeks or so, and then they wow. would disappear. And then they came back again about three years later. And this three-year on and off cycle happened for a very long time. I was finally diagnosed with something called cluster headache, but it didn't end for me. It didn't stop the cycle of headaches until I was 39 years old and I got pregnant with my daughter. Something about that blast of extra female hormones seemed to reset my cycle in some way, and I have not, knock on wood, had any of those cluster headaches since. Love Mm. the podcast. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Dawn. Wow. I like caramel clusters. Caramel (laughs) clusters. So, you know what's interesting, Sean, about the the term cluster headaches? The reason they're called cluster headaches is because they actually tend to occur in clusters of time, meaning they affect the same part of the head at the same time of the day during a particular season Wait, of but the year. for eight, eight weeks? It can go on and on and on. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. I'm so yeah. shocked when people let things go for that long. I know. Not, not I that know. she didn't get it checked out. I don't, we don't know because she's not here. Right. But just in general, just like, I, I like, I have a hangnail and I run to the hospital. Right. I mean, yeah, you make a podcast if you have a king now, basically. (laughs) Um, And I'm so glad, Dawn, that your headaches went away after your pregnancy. I mean, we don't really understand what causes cluster headaches. There's another treatment, though, of cluster headaches where you get high flow oxygen through your nose, high flow oxygen therapy, and that can be really helpful to break cluster headaches, which I think is... Really interesting. Yeah. And it was something that they sort of discovered several, several decades ago. And they know that that is one of the treatments. Wait a minute. Just by inhaling extra oxygen, you can get rid of your migraine? Well, it has to be high flow. It has to be 100% oxygen. It can't be room air. Yeah. Like from a a tank. From a tank. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it has to kind of blow in. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have one already. Hey, what if we slept with one? I mean, just like as not, foreplay not, or do you not, mean like, I mean, what, what kind of... Gosh, you, darn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, I'm open. I'm open. That's all I'm saying. I'm not Call I'm me not a tank of anything. oxygen. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> call me a tank of oxygen. Yeah, exactly. You can no, call wait. me whatever you want. <laughs> but wait a minute. What if, you, what if you slept with oxygen flowing through your nose all night long? What would that do? Well, you know, there are some people that do need to do that at nighttime because they have lung issues. No, no, but I meant electively. You know, for cluster headaches, you only need to wear the oxygen for about 15 minutes or so, and then it'll break the headache. Oh, wow. You know, I guess if there were serious lung issues, you could wear the oxygen all night. But this is something you have to be really careful about. You should never light a match or smoke a cigarette when you have oxygen in your nose because it could explode. It could like lead to a fire hazard. Don, I'm so glad that you're better. Yeah, my God. Headaches are the worst. They completely overtake your body and like your mind and you're just like, you're pre- you're so preoccupied with it. But anyway, Seriously. So I, I've been there. So Don, we're, we're happy you're, you're better. Yes. Uh, and thank you for sharing. We are supported by Next Evo. 
How stressful are the holiday seasons? I know everybody says that, but it's really true. You feel it, but the cooking and the people coming over and all the gifts and what do I get? I don't want to let anybody feel left out. Oh my God. Give yourself the ultimate gift of a stress-free holiday with Next Evo Naturals fast-absorbing CBD products. Next Evo Stress CBD Complex gummies are clinically proven to have four times better absorption than standard CBD. No other CBD brand can promise that. Next Evo Smart Sorb technology delivers CBD to your system in as little as 10 minutes, unlike other CBD brands. So I've taken it and it really does work. It really works with kind of taking the stressful edge off and it really calms your brain just so you can deal with each thing individually. Because I know a lot of people try to deal with everything all at once. This really just kind of takes the edge off and makes you go, okay, I need to deal with one thing at a time. Get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast, promo code hypo. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast, promo code hypo. We are supported by Aura Frames. Here's an easy idea to spread a little more joy this holiday season. Aura Frames for everyone. Named the number one best digital picture frame by Wirecutter, The Strategist, and selected as Oprah's favorite things three years in a row, Aura Frames are the perfect way to keep all your favorite faces in one beautiful place. I really enjoy using Aura Frames. You know, this holiday season, I'm really thinking about gifting an Aura Frame to all of my family members because there's been a lot of really great pictures that have been shared, and I just want to have a really personal way of saying happy holidays to them. Simply connect your Aura Frame to Wi-Fi and use the free Aura app to add unlimited pics and videos from anywhere in the world. Invite friends and family on the app and have them comment, heart, and send new photos to your frame. Preload the favorite photos and even a personalized video message and no need to wrap because every box is ready to gift. Listeners can save on the perfect gift this holiday season and get up to $30 off Aura's best-selling frames. Just go to AuraFrames.com slash actor. That's A-U-R-A frames.com slash actor. These frames have been selling out every December, so get yours now before they're all gone. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go to our second message, which is from somebody named Erica. Hi, Sean and Dr. Wally. My name's Erica. And in the late 1950s, I was born with a hemangioma on my hip. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. When I was six years old, surgery was performed to remove the hemangioma. And given this was the 1950s, my scar is quite large. It winds up my hip and down the front of my leg, just below my hip flexor. So if the scar were a straight line, it'd be about 12 inches long. And as a child, my father would show my scar to others quite frequently. For example, at parties and family gatherings, he would call me in the room from playing with other kids and have me show the adults my scar. And as I grew older, say 10 or 12, I would become obviously quite embarrassed having to either lift my skirt or shorts to show the large area where this hemangioma was located, which is a very private area. Fast forward to my teenage years and 20s, I developed serious body image issues, was bulimic for many years. I'm a thin person and very fit even now in my 60s, but cannot even imagine wearing a bathing suit in front of others to this day. Uh, It just gives me immediate anxiety thinking about it. I don't believe my father ever thought I had any issues with this, and I pass no judgment, but I wanted to call in case there are parents listening that may feel it's okay to share their child's medical story or scar or anything that may be deemed private to the child. I didn't discover why I had such body image issues until a therapist put it all together for me later in my life. Thank you for listening to my story. I look forward to your podcast each week, and I appreciate the kindness that you show to others. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. Oh, Oh, Erica. 
unbelievable Erica, story. Darling, thank you so much for yes. sharing this. What 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 a powerful, amazing story. So now I, 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 so I, I, I could talk about this for an hour straight. This is yeah. fascinating. I'm glad she hasn't passed judgment on her dad, thinking that the dad probably didn't realize that, you know, what he was yes. doing. But it's like, well, you need to think about <laughs> exposing yes. your child's like skin yes. or just like without their permission, really, yes, which exactly. is really, really like scarring, as she said. So a similar thing happened to me, which is reverse. So my mom had, a, you know, this whole story. She had mm -hmm. cancer when she was two years old. Mm -hmm. She had the eye removed. And then growing up, she had to have surgery after surgery after surgery. And so I was born meeting my mother with a glass eye that was permanently mm -hmm. open. Mm -hmm. So we weren't allowed Irish Catholic. Dad left when I was five. Mm -hmm. Everybody, comedy heals, you know, hides the pain and all that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we grew up laughing and making jokes and doing all this stuff without discussing, hey, what's going on with mom's eye? Mm -hmm, Is anybody mm -hmm. going to tell me? So I wasn't right. allowed to really ask. And if I asked her, she would just kind of bury it under the carpet. And so I would bring it up over and over again. And so now I talk about it openly because I was never allowed to. Yeah. Because it's healing to me. Mm -hmm. Because as, as a kid, people would stop and stare at my mama. Then they would make fun of me or do right. me. And I was like, why are we not communicating? Yes. Which is why I have a podcast, which is why I talk too much, which is why I tell me about your feelings, <laughs> tell me how you are, tell me what's going on. It's because right. let's fucking talk about it. Kids talk to their parents. Parents talk to their kids. Everybody yes. talk about how everybody's feeling so that we don't get to these places. I just think yeah. it's really important. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much. First of all, Erica, I, I just want to share that I'm so moved by your story. I yeah, mean, me it, too. It, I'm also moved by clearly all the work that you've done on yourself. I mean, it's yeah. clear that you're speaking from a place of such compassion in the way you're holding your experience. So I, I really yeah. just want to honor that. Which to my point is she's she left us a message telling her story, which I think is really yes. powerful. The more you talk about these things, the less power you give it and the stronger you become. Yes. Right? So that's, again, why I talk about my mom all the time and her eye and all that stuff. And uh, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other point that really comes up for me in this story is that understanding, you know, when a child goes through something traumatic, the parent is also simultaneously going through something traumatic. But the difference is the parent is an adult who needs to come up with a healthy way of yeah. handling their experience Amen. of the trauma. Amen. You know? Yeah. That's what being an adult should make you do is become, yes. you be, you're supposed to become more intelligent as you grow more wiser, more aware, more, and seek education and, and learn. Yes. You know, we all go through trauma and it's so important. It's so important that parents process their traumatic experience, but not at the expense of their children or their children's privacy. Yeah. And so it's part of good parenting to not sort of show your kids intimate life to the world. And so, Erica, I just want to say I'm just so, so moved by, yeah. by what you're sharing. And, and it's such an important message to share, you know, and, and just thinking about it. I mean, she, she says that the, the scar was 12 inches, you know, and yeah, she that's... was a child, you know, 12 inches on a small child Yeah, that it's like much that, bigger the, than yeah, 12 exact... inches on an adult, adult you know, right, so right, even right. that is a lot to take in. So, yeah. Um, but God, God, I'd make a great parent. I would make a great parent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Erica, Erica, thank, thank you so you. much. We yes. really love this. So thank you for sharing this. Yeah. 
Okay, folks. So again, these stories, we love, love love hearing from you. Love it. Please continue to leave us messages. The number to leave us a message is 323-529-6031. That's 1-323-529-6031. Please keep sharing your stories with us. Please, please, please. Let's get to our guest. Our guest today is an actress, comedian, director, producer, writer, and television host. You might know her from the Bonnie Hunt Show, Jerry Maguire, achiever by the dozen, literally 75,000 other things. It's the wonderful and hilarious and beautiful Bonnie Hunt. Yes. Oh, wow. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Bonnie, it is such an honor to meet you. I'm such a huge fan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You know what? You have the whitest, most beautiful teeth. It's the lighting. I'm sure it's the lighting. There's a 1975 Buick pulled up in front of me with the headlights on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So first of all, I adore you. You are so funny. You've always made me laugh. Whenever I see you, it's always like such a good time. And we do this. We have this Chicago (laughs) sarcastic banter going, which is how I live my life, which I love. And people don't people. Wait, what part of Chicago did you grow up in? Northwest side, uh, west of Wrigley Field off of Addison. So you were in the city. Yeah, I grew up in the city, yeah. Wow, oh, I grew up in the suburbs, so I can't really say Chicago, I can say suburbs. What suburb? Glen Ellen. Oh, well, that's a good suburb, though. It's really nice. They shot the movie Lucas there, remember Lucas? Yes. Yeah, it was a runaway smash. Uh, So anyway. (laughs) uh, (laughs) It was Winona Ryder's first film. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. One of her first films, but yeah, I was like, I (laughs) I was an extra, and I thought, I made it. Oh, I were made you? it. Yeah. Oh, I was the same way, Sean. When I was an extra, they only had one pair of dance shoes left for this background scene. And we're all waiting. The extras are all standing there, you know, like cattle. And they're yeah. like, does anybody wear a size seven? Of course, I wear an eight and a half. I'm like, I do. Oh. And I smashed my Cinderella feet into those darn shoes and danced the foxtrot for no 18 way. hours. Yeah. Wow. Wait, in, what, in what movie? Um, Sean Young was the lead. Oh, sure. I don't remember. <laughs> it was about F. Scott Fitzgerald's daughter or something. I, oh, I just, interesting. But oh, I was Foxtrot dancer. Foxtrot dancer. F. Scott oh, Fitzgerald. Oh, wow, that's cool. My that's feet were crazy. never the same. Wait, so all these memories are just flashing back. I was an extra in Mo Money, and I was an extra in Mad Dog and Glory, which was Bill Murray and Robert De Niro. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And I had friends that worked at Club Kaboom, and uh, Bill Murray and... Uh, Robert De Niro came in to Kaboom. It was like, what are you guys doing in this club? It was so crazy. So I walked up to like to ask him if they want a t-shirt. And I was like, do you guys want a t-shirt? And they're like, okay. And I turned back to my friend. I go, how much are they? <laughs> and, and my friend's like, no, they're free, you fucking idiot. Free. And I was like, oh, you guys, they're for free. You don't have to pay for them. They're like, well, we just assumed. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Stupid Kaboom t-shirt. But wait, Bonnie, wasn't it weird growing up in Chicago? Not weird, but kind of awesome. Growing up in Chicago in the thick of the John Hughes world. Yeah, he put us on the map. I was in high school mm-hmm. in the suburbs of Chicago while Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out, Pretty mm. Pink came out. I was in high school right. when these high school, iconic high school movies were out. In the town they were filmed. So I thought it right. was so surreal. And what about, wasn't Risky Business Chicago too? Yes, yes. Yes, because I remember seeing that over and over again, having such a crush on Tom Cruise. I wouldn't know mm. what you're talking about. So, uh, <laughs> but wait a minute. So, and I just have to say this one thing, which I'm sure everybody says to you, but in the movie, Dave, we were talking about it earlier, in the podcast before you came on. Right, the movie, right, right. You, um, 
I know everybody's just raves about your improv in that and how brilliant you are anyway in everything you do. But just in that particular, you created a cadence that people still use today. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Well, there was there was nothing written. And that oh, scene? Oh, wow. No. That's so interesting. I auditioned for the lead. I auditioned for the wife of the president, the Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Oh, my God. Uh -huh. No way. <laughs> so I went in and I'm in the waiting room with Ann Archer, Sigourney Weaver, and I think Sybil Shepherd. Uh-huh. Two brunettes and a blonde. And I had five or $600 in the bank and I took out $500 and I bought this white linen suit so I could look like the first lady. Right. Oh, wow. and, uh -huh. But I was more like first lady, you know. <laughs> I, went in and I went into this white linen suit and I had, you know, I, I thought I can't return it because that would be bad karma because I am using it, you know, all this camera yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, same, same. I'm sitting across from these three people that I grew up watching in movies. And Sony Weaver says, um, can you get us some coffees or something? And I said, no oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> she thought I was, she thought I was like the assistant or something. Right. I thought, oh my God, an assistant wears this kind of soup. This is Hollywood, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I asked them each how they wanted their coffee. And I wandered the hall at Warner Brothers and asked where the kitchen was. And I got these three coffees and I, I brought them back. And mm -hmm. of course I was the last one to audition. And I went and auditioned and I, I thought I did such a great job. I thought, oh my gosh, me with Kevin Klein, it's going to be so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's such a, was a, you know, I'm always drawn to story. I never cared about the role. I mean, mm -hmm. I wanted a great character-driven role, but yeah. right. story and not the size of the role mattered. So, and then after I'm finished, Ivan Reitman comes out and he said, listen, you're never going to get this part because they're going for a name. And mm. uh, he said, but I brought you in so they could see you could act. I wanted you to be seen mm -hmm. by the executive. I said, oh, yeah. that's so nice, yeah. you know. And then a couple, like four or five weeks later, as they're shooting, he calls me up and he says, "We, I need a laugh at this moment. We're shooting in the White House. I just need something to break up the moment. And uh -huh. he said, are you insulted if I ask you to just come in and do something? I said, in the White House? I guess I could be a tour guide or something on a power trip. No way. So you pitched a tour guide. And then yeah. you just came up with whatever you wanted to say. I found a book that said something about the stats of the most frequently toured home in the country. I memorized that first line. I thought, that's my opener. And then oh, after wow. that, I'll be like, is that gum? You know, I mean, I just thought I had all these different... <laughs> but I always knew I was going to do the we're walking, we're walking. Uh, and we're walking. Oh, and we're walking. my gosh. But it was so funny. In the middle of the takes, like the third take in, Ivan goes, he yells from the director, is this funny? I go, yes, it's funny. Just let <laughs> me do it. Everybody's like, who's this day player? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, but I had done Beethoven with him. He knew that I could think on my feet and stuff. So that was really fun. I love that. What a story. That's crazy. Yeah, that is a very cool story. So it's like, I always tell young actors, even though it was a 30-second role when I auditioned for the lead, I mm -hmm. knew I was going to be a part of a great story. And it's yeah. right. always good to be a part of a great story. We are supported by Athletic Greens. So, you know, I talk about Athletic Greens a lot on the show, and I've been on it for months, and I love it. What I love about it, it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. You know, like, people think if it's super healthy, it's going to have, like, a gritty taste or icky taste. This one has, like, a really, like, mild tropical taste that I actually love. The flavors that come through are, like, pineapple, vanilla, and papaya. There's lots of choices. It tastes delicious, and I love the convenience of it. And I, I've sent it to a couple family members, and they really, really like it, too. This is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens 
to help you start your day right. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash hypo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash hypo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Watch this, watch this. Speaking of great stories, <laughs> tell us about the series you created for Apple TV called Amber Brown. Mm, Amber Brown. Nice. It's about a girl who finds her way through art and music after her parents' divorce. <laughs> yes, I added the art and music as her way of coping because that's how I coped as a child. Okay. With my emotions. Did you write it? I did. I wrote all 10 episodes and nice. directed Amazing. a few of them and an executive produced all of them. It was great, you know, great experience. And I was taking care of my mom in the last years of her life yes. while I was writing it. So she kept saying to me, as she's always said to all seven of us, six of my siblings and myself, you know, be mindful of the energy you put into the world. It has a ripple effect. Yes. And and so I was so... Absolutely. So hyper mindful of what I was saying to families, young families in this show. And, you know, I wanted it to be smart and funny and kind. Mm -hmm. Wait, when did it come out? Uh, a few months ago on Apple Plus. Oh my god! Nice. Okay, I, Apple I, I TV watch Plus. This. It's it's. Re I think you'll like it. No, I really, really, really want to watch it. I love yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And that's such a good point. You know, there's so many eyes watching, looking up to you. You know, in many ways, you're you're a role model for other young folks out there who are aspiring actors and actresses. And so, yeah, the content that yeah. you put out makes yeah. such a big difference. It's just it's just the energy. It's like my mom mm -hmm. used to say, you know, when I went to a Shirley Temple movie when I was a kid, I would dance all the way home and this music would be in my heart yeah. and my mind wow. and make me feel. She was like, if I go to see a movie that's full of gratuitous anything violent yeah. sex without consequence without emotion without connection right she said, you go up that's yeah the for you go sure yes this is so true i know and we're responsible I and mean, we're in hollywood we're storytellers i mean as an, a former oncology nurse i saw how powerful storytelling was i used to bring a vcr to the hospital because this was the 80s uh -huh. and i would bring movies you know and, and i'd plug it in for the patient to watch We'd watch Lucas. a movie together, and you'd I would watch, say, uh -huh. you'd, watch, you'd watch Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But this, this is when there was a lot of lonely patients. It was the height of the AIDS, beginning of the AIDS. We didn't know what we were dealing with, but so many people were really alone. And sometimes yeah. Yeah. myself mm -hmm. or another caregiver or nurse would be the only person that would be in the room with them. So mm -hmm. staying to watch a TV at night became my social life, besides Second City. How long were you an oncology nurse for? And what was the path to that? My father, when I told him I wanted to be a storyteller, because I, I would watch my parents watch the Andy Griffith show and like Dick Van Dyke, one of those great old shows, yeah. Mary Tyler Moore show. Most of them were in stuff in reruns. But all their problems and just any fears or anxieties seemed to be gone for those moments. And I remember mm -hmm. looking at the TV, looking at my dad, thinking, wow. I just hope I can do that. I mean, yeah, that's the gift. It's so medicinal. It's so powerful. It's so healing. It's awesome. I mean, I saw Sean. We were at a friend's house recently, sitting yeah. outside, and you were killing me with that. We're talking about Shark Tank, how much we love Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> Sean was killing me with his impersonation. He does a really great... Episode of Shark Tank. Yeah. Oh, with Barbara, Barbara Corcoran. Yeah, Barbara yeah, yeah, Corcoran. Yeah. 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 We, we love it. Good. 
She does that. Yeah. Op- she she go on and on and say the opposite thing, which she goes. Yeah. She's like, um, I think your product is amazing. I think you're amazing. I love your story. I can see how this is just going to take off. I, I'm so shocked. Nobody's thought of this product before. And for those reasons, I'm out. I know. It's like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what are you, yeah, what are you exactly. talking about? That's so true. But that's that's the ripple effect. Yeah. Like, you know, you, I run into Sean and I'm in a better mood. <laughs> I know. A hundred percent the same. You always make me laugh so hard. I just, I just think you're the best. I, I really oh. do. I think you've always made me laugh. I watched your talk show almost every single episode. I was like, wow. Yes, because I thought, I just thought you were brilliant. Oh, we had so, we were so, you know, I took a lot from Fernwood tonight, which was a big, yes. I mean, we, we had a lot of fake authors on with books that we made up. And, yes. You know, but the audience that got it was right with us. And yes. I think if they would have just embraced that, I think the studio was so nervous about it, but so much fun. Mm. It was so, so good. Fun. And Fernwood yeah. tonight, I love that show. All right, so let's get to the good stuff. So I want to talk to you about allergies and stuff like that to, yeah. to sense, right? Or something like that. So tell me, when was the first, do you have these allergies to perfumes and stuff we're talking about? Okay, the first time I ever got like a retinal or ocular, whatever you want to call it, or a migraine. Uh-huh. I, I get those. Okay. Ocular migraines. Yeah. Ocular right, migraines. right. So right. it's just like the flashing lights, you know. I was in the, right. on the way to a studio. I'm in the backseat of a car with a driver who's got like on, you know, I don't know, high karate or some kind of cologne. <laughs> I'm sure something more modern. <laughs> Dracar Noir. <laughs> Remember Baccarabon. that? Baccarabon. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm like, what's wrong with me? I can't even see and I have to go to work. I'm mean, like, what's happening? I thought I was like wow. going blind. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So then I started researching. I started to notice a pattern of, and this is the thing you get on an airplane, and I try mm-hmm. to say this to people as a student nurse, they taught us never wear a perfume or a cologne because you could really make a patient sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. forgot about that. And years later, affected by it myself, and started to get these migraine induced from colognes or perfumes. Then I started reading about it, you know, perfumes and fabric softener and colognes. There's no restriction on them. Mm-hmm. And you put your clothes on. And the biggest organ of your body, yeah. some of us, I you, guess, you, Sean would yeah. say, is your skin. Well, you also, it's like, it's, uh, you're also like, people should restrict themselves because it's like the second you, somebody puts on too much cologne or perfume or whatever, and then they go in and hug you or whatever. Now you're choosing, now you're choosing how I smell. Well, that's right. what I can say. It's like going into a restaurant and say, everybody order exactly what I'm eating. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. exactly. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. no, but, no, it, but it really, it not only does it affect you that you can smell it, Doctor, you can talk about this. I mean, yeah. it has endocrine disruptors in it. I mean, and that's that's true. Yeah. I talk about it on my talk show, and I used to get in trouble for it because a lot of our sponsors were you oh, know, wow. fabric Perfumes, softeners. Yeah. We never needed fabric softener. Our grandmothers never used fabric softener. So I'm curious, Bonnie, have you had any personal experiences with having certain reactions Reaction. after exposing yourself to particular perfumes and how did that show up for you it showed up in that first migraine that scared me and then I, of course naturally right. my nursing background i started to research it and uh, when i started to research it it became like you know emails to my whole family throw out all the fabric softener throw out anything with perfumes i mean if you want your clothes to be soft pour a cup of vinegar in the washing machine your clothes mm-hmm. will be soft oh. well, I'm, um, by the way literally physically yes. writing that down what kind of vinegar do you prefer? Apple cider or like champagne no, vinegar? No, apple cider vinegar. Don't Balsamic? use it. Balsamic? 8,000 8, yeah. uh, ants will come in. 
And there's no such thing as truffle oil, okay. so don't buy that. But wait, <laughs> but wait, why not put like, yeah, why not put like a salad in there too? Just balsamic vinegar, like do do your clothes yeah. and it'll toss your salad at the same time. Mixes it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to ask then, so since you've sort of had this discovery, have you had ocular migraines come back or has it basically stayed in remission since then? Oh, no, they, they don't come back unless it's wow. a perfume or a cologne. Mm-hmm. Or if you go, if you go to a hotel, you know, I was on tour for a while with, Billy Crystal. This is years ago. We did a show where we had no script. We just booked all these theaters and we're on stage for like two and a half hours talking. And every time we got to a new city, I'm like, Billy, we got to call in advance to make sure they don't put that powder on the carpet because I'm going to get a migraine. So I started to research the, the powder they put on carpets to vacuum up. The other thing that I think is just important to mention is that a lot of times items could be labeled as unscented or fragrance-free, but that could also still be susceptible to having fragrance because sometimes they use fragrances as masking fragrances to mask other fragrances. So if someone has an allergy to fragrance... Or fragrance... Or, I was just going to say, just kidding, I, kidding. I, I, I am like, I'm stuck on this fragrance. Wait, I'm like, I, would you guys not, say fragrance or fragrance? Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I, I remember them on Sesame Street. Or fra- <laughs> yeah. down, in Fra- down in Fragrance Rock. Um, wait, but wait about... Uh, but, oh what, but we're from Chicago. We I'm say dying. fragrance and we, we say, say pop. Yeah, yeah, we say pop and we say go a couple, two, three cups of coffee. Yeah, yeah coffee. My mom, my mom buys me um, coffee. But, no, but yeah. you're absolutely right. That's a really important point. Yeah, yeah I guess that just to say that something could be unscented, but it actually contains fragrance or fragrance, depending <laughs> yeah. on, your, on your preference. That's fascinating. So have you gone through what's called skin patch testing? No, no I don't do that. determine... No. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> I'm not into... I mean, I wasn't... It, to me, it was cause and effect. It was the first time it happened. I wasn't... 15, I was much older, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so when it happened, I thought, oh, I think the perfume's making me sick. So I looked it up and it's like, yes, right. the fragrance can cause that type of migraine. So I started to say, mm-hmm. you know, put up little memos, like you know, try not to wear perfume to work because, you know, yeah. I mean, you get in the elevator with somebody right. and all of a sudden you're okay. walking out with a migraine. It's like... And you can't breathe. Yeah, right. I know. It's crazy. Right. But you know what won't give us a migraine, Sean? Uh, yes, the game. We're going to play a game. It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, guess, because I'll give you possible points for creativity. Sean, you are up first with the first three answers. Fantastic. First question. What is the protein found in red blood cells that's responsible for the delivery of oxygen to tissues? Platelets, plasma, something like that. That is incorrect. Actually, the answer is hemoglobin. 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 Yeah, hemoglobin Uh, is the actual protein and contains uh, heme, which is iron. I should have gone for that as uh, Halloween, like because it always makes me think of hemo. Mm, Right, right, exactly. (laughs) It does. Think of goblins. Okay, second question. Which business magnate recently purchased the social media app Twitter for... Okay, yeah, that's correct. Okay. Third question. I don't know. By the way, just just for two seconds. Speaking of perfume. No No musk. No musk on your body. Yeah. Because it'll it'll end in children. He's got like 10 10 kids. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Question three for Sean. In season one of Will and Grace, Will stands up to eavesdrop on his neighbors instead of going to see this famous drag queen that the two of you were supposed to go see. And so who's the drag queen? Yeah. What was the name of the drag queen? Uh, This is a total random guess. 
Because she's a friend of mine, but is it Miss Coco Peru? Oh, no, it's not. It's Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny. It's, oh. Yeah, but that is very close. So you got one out of three. Oh, my God. All so right, sad. Bonnie, I did horrible. you're up next. Bonnie, okay. you already won. You already won. I mean, yes. Okay, first question <laughs> for Bonnie. Multiple sclerosis is a chronic disease that infects what part of the body? Well, the central nervous system. That is correct. Yes, the oh, central yes. nervous system. Very nice. good. Okay, second nice. question. Why do the foul poles at Wrigley Field have hey, hey written on them? Because of Jack Brickhouse? That is correct. Yes, it was the home run call of Hall of Fame Cubs broadcaster Jack Brickhouse. Okay, you've already won, but let's do the third question Uh-oh. to seal the okay. deal. Number three, in Cheaper by the Dozen, which celebrity interviews your character, Kate, for Kate's book tour? Regis and Kelly. Oh, that is close but incorrect. The answer is, do you want to take another guess? Single, not a not a dual pair. Is a single. It was a single person. I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> it's Oprah. Oprah is the, oh. Oprah was the one. Oh, she was um, coming to the house. That's right. That's how I met Dax Shepard. He had one line. Oh my God, wait, you forgot that it was Oprah who interviewed you? No, she wasn't there. She (laughs) wasn't there. Oprah was coming to the house and Dax was the cameraman. I see. Then I put him on, then I put him on my series, my TV series after that. I love Dax Shepard. Oh my God, he was hilarious. He's the best. All right, Bonnie. Bonnie Hunt wins. You win. Congratulations. Thank you. Well-deserved. Bonnie Hunt, we love you. Thank you for being here. Is there going to be a second season of Amber Brown or no? Do we know yet? I don't know. I'm waiting to hear it, but I'm just going to leave to do a movie with The Rock. I'm going. Oh my God. That's fun. Me too. I'll see you there. Um, there. Bonnie, I love you very much, (laughs) honey. Bye guys. Bye. Bye, Thanks so much. Wasn't she great? That was wonderful. Yeah. She was, I mean, by the way, I didn't know that about scents and perfumes and fragrances. How do you say Yeah, it? yeah. There's definitely a lot out there. A lot of yeah. stuff that I need to catch up on. Yeah. Um, Wait, what? How do you say it? What? Fragrance? Fragrance. Or, or fragrance? Fragrance. Like they're fragrance. frogs. <laughs> like they're, they put frogs in clothes to make them smell better. Frogs and, yeah, fragrance. Fra- fragrance. <laughs> This is flagrantly fragrant. Oh, yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> that was a great episode, guys. And thank you to Dawn and Erica for calling in. And Bonnie Hunt was fantastic. Super, super fun. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. Until next time, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye. Bye. Hypochondria Actor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.